Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, Ed Gamble here. Sorry to interrupt off menu, uh, but I'm allowed because it's it's partly my podcast. Uh, but very excited to say that I'm going on a national tour in 2022. The show is called Electric. I'm very excited to show it to you and to be in front of real people again. Uh, that's going to be the most exciting thing. So please come and see it. If you don't come and see it, I will get the great Benito to work out that you listen to the podcast and you haven't come to see me on tour and he will block you from the podcast. edgamble.co.uk. Check out where I'm going on tour buy some tickets, and I'll see you in 2022. Anyway, on with the show! And what you need to do is to get the oil of chat up to 300 degrees and then quickly dunk in some freezing cold anecdotes for a crispy, crispy podcast. Hello, James. Ed Gamble, what a brilliant introduction there. I loved it so much. Thank you. Really uh, painted a picture, painted a vivid picture in the oh, mind. Oh, did it, did it take you there? Did it take you there? Yeah. How were you imagining the anecdotes to look when they went into the hot chat oil? Like cubes, just like solid cubes, but like a, they're kind of opaque, solid opaque cubes. That's interesting. That's what you imagine an anecdote to look like physically is a solid opaque cube. I guess so. I mean, it says a lot about the quality of my anecdotes, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking more of an egg. Oh, yeah? Yeah, anecdotes are eggs. They have a lot of potential. Oh, right, yeah. You don't know what's going to hatch from them. Yeah, you don't know what's going to hatch yeah, from them. Yeah, I imagine a stale cube. <laughs> so, bit of a shame there. And your, oh, uh, well. your, spe- your special's available now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Go, and watch, go to Vimeo, watch my special on demand. Loads of anecdotes. Stale Cube Hate Myself 1999. Yeah, exactly. But this isn't Stale Cube Hate Myself 1999. This is the Off Menu Podcast, where we invite a different guest to the Dream Restaurant every single week and ask them their favourite ever start a main course, dessert, side dish and drink. And our special guest this week is... Nicola Coughlin. Nicola Coughlin. She is a wonderful actor. Uh, she is in Derry Girls. Derry Girls. She's in Bridgerton, James. The most Bridgerton! Show in Netflix history. Mad. I've watched it. My mum's watched it. And that should tell you something about how many people have watched it. Because it's rare that me and my mum have watched the same thing. Absolutely. Your mum hates most things that you like. Yes, that's true. We don't get on. But we both watched Bridgerton. And boy, oh boy, did we both have the same reaction to it. Mainly being we both had to shut the curtains in case the neighbours happened to walk past and see some of the saucy stuff that was going on in that show. Oh, really? Oh, man. You and your mum like the same stuff, huh? (laughs) No, we didn't want the neighbours to see what was happening on the screen. Not in the house. Apologies. Don't you worry about that. I don't mind the neighbours seeing me do that. Oh, yeah, of course. It's 2021. (laughs) It's 2021. Get the blinds open. She's wonderful anyway, Nicola, so uh, we're in for a real treat. I've interviewed her before on my other rival podcast, James, Mm. at the Taskmaster podcast. No, it's not a rival to us. We're not even a podcast. Ah, okay. I can't 
Can't be bothered. Um, but if Nicola uh, says a secret ingredient that we have agreed upon, uh, she will be kicked out of the restaurant, James. Bridgerton or no Bridgerton. That is true. And this week, Bleasdale has chosen... <laughs> it's not Bleasdale, is it? Papa John's garlic sauce. Papa John's garlic sauce or garlic batter, whatever they call it, comes in a little pot in the pizza. The only good bit about it is it comes in a little recess in the box, which I find very satisfying. But mm. the actual sauce or melted butter or whatever it is in, in there, it's like melted margarine. It's horrible. It's, yeah. I, I don't like it. It's unwanted. Stop giving it to us. It's like the U2 album. Yeah, it is. It's the U2 album of sauces, James. U2, more like uh, me, no. I thought you were going to say me too, then. Not me too, but like, you know, no. if someone's saying, hey, we've got this garlic sauce, we're going to eat this sauce, you too? Like, no, me, me, no. That's what you'd say, is it, if someone said you too? Yeah. You wouldn't just say no. Well, yeah, because they're saying you too. I'm like, no, me, me, no. Oh, no, okay. Well, I think you would say that maybe, but you, you're getting the inflection slightly wrong. So you say you too, you go, me, no. Yeah, that's it. Not yes. me, no. Me, no. No, I go, <laughs> me, no. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'd say. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay, good. Yeah. So do it again. You too. Me? No. The inflection wasn't quite right on you too there, but it doesn't matter. Um, but anyway, if she says Papa John's garlic sauce, she's out of here. Thank you, Bleasdale. 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 Ah, Benito tells us it wasn't uh, Bleasdale, but uh, you'll enjoy this. It's James Ribbard. Ribbity, ribbity, ribbard. Ribbity, 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 ribbard. You enjoying that as much as Bleasdale? Nope. I'm trying to. But Bleasdale <laughs> will always be number one. Genuinely trying to enjoy Ribbard there. Yeah, really putting my all my heart into trying to enjoy Ribbard yeah. as much as I... And, and it is great. It is fun. I would, I'd accept James Ribbard as a friend of Bleasdale. I mean, I'd imagine Ribbard has lived with frog jokes his whole life, right? Yeah, always his whole life. I and mean, we're not about to add to them. Ribbard on its own is funny enough, so I don't know why people are trying to turn it into frog jokes. I like that his name is Ribbard. And I like that Bleasdale's name is Bleasdale. So I would like Bleasdale and Ribbard to find each other on social media, connect, yeah. make a double act. Bleasdale and Ribbard. No, Ribbard and Bleasdale. It's Ribbard and Bleasdale. It's, it's Ribbard and Bleasdale. Yeah. And, those, and that's what I want to see. Always starts with, uh, with Ribbard on stage. Uh, and then he says to the audience, well, it's about time we got Bleasdale out here. <laughs> but we know what we've got to do to get Bleasdale here, don't we? And everyone in unison, Bleasdale! But when he comes on at the beginning, you know, he comes on to like a, a track when Ribbard comes on. He goes, Ribbity, 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 Ribbard! And he, he walks on, yeah. waving at the crowd. He's Ribbity, Ribbity, Ribbard! He's Ribbity, Ribbity, Ribbard! And then he's like, We've got to get my friend out, he's a bit shy. Bleasdale! He comes out, and then that's the yeah. end of the show. Yeah, it's a good show. <laughs> if Nicholas says, Papa John's garlic sauce. She is out of here. Hopefully she won't. Looking forward to chatting to her. Here is the off-menu menu of Nicola, Nicola Cockler. Welcome, Nicola, to the Dream Restaurant. Thank you. I love what you've done with the place. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh. oh no. Welcome, Nicola Coffin, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been spending you for some time. This is very nice here. I like it very much. Thank you for having me. Sorry, there's a bit of a commotion in the flat that I'm oh. in, and it made me really rush the uh, intro because I panicked <laughs> that I was having to shout over the. Um... What was the commotion, man? 
someone's in the kitchen uh, rattling around all the bowls and stuff. No, naming no names, Jason McKenzie. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, like, I, I live on a street that's like a street from a musical, like like West Side Story. So a man just cycled, it's a one-way street, cycled backwards down a one-way street singing really loud. A minute ago, there's always something really weird happening. So there might be several interruptions, which I apologise for in advance. Is there someone going to go past selling ripe strawberries ripe? That was always like given to the girl in school who had the best voice. Yeah. I was given orphan number three. It's, that's Oliver, James. Sorry if it's not. <laughs> I know Oliver. I know that scene where yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's in the rich man's house yeah. and everyone outside is selling stuff and they're singing it. It's an awful song. I hate it. Well... You better hope Lionel Bart doesn't listen to this podcast because I heard he's a huge fan and he's going to be really sad you said that yeah. about him. He's also really litigious. I'm glad he hates it. The whole <laughs> thing, and this is more of a diss to Dickens than him, I guess, but like the whole notion of I mean, a little worker boy in the workhouse going up and asking for more is ridiculous. That would never happen. <laughs> So the whole thing that it's built on is stupid, Oliver. But it's it's unusual that it happens, right? Because they all bully him into doing it. So yeah. it's oh. out of the ordinary that it happens. It, it's not a regular occurrence. So I think I think Dickens might have got you there, mate. Oh, I forgot that they bully him into doing it. I thought it was just a precocious little shit. <laughs> I, I used to think it would be really cool to be an orphan when I was a kid because I had a, a VHS double-sided with Dad and Annie. And I was like, mm. this is the life. <laughs> so much fun. And I was sad when I moved to London that it was nothing like Oliver. I thought everyone's going to be like, welcome to the sea, little lady, what's happening? And that didn't happen. It was just loads of prets. Um, did you tell your parents that you wanted to be an orphan? Well, I used to like sit by the window and you know that bit nanny where she's like, betcha he reads, betcha she sells. And I used to always also play, um, my friends and I used to play famine ships because obviously we learned a lot about the famine in school. So we used to like any poverty based games we were just like very into as children um don't know what that says am i the only person who doesn't know what famine ships is um you should do because it was literally your ancestors james but okay (laughs) (laughs) basically where um when the famine happened and irish people had to go to america to start a new life because um we were all starving to death because the english wouldn't give us food oh pretty rude of you guys i'm familiar with that i'm not familiar with the term we played famine ships. We didn't do that in England, James. We wouldn't play famine ships in England. Yeah, it'd be uh, pretty bad if you guys did it. <laughs> yeah, because we would be on the other side, you see, yeah, so the game wouldn't yeah. work for us. Yeah. Yes. But what's the game? <laughs> the game was just, oh, it's not like an official game. We just made it up. We're like, pretend we're on coffin ships going to America. It was, it was pretty dark, but I was into it. Right. I mean, I, I don't think it's on me that I didn't understand that then. No, 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 no. I read into what Nicola was saying, yeah. and I thought, we'll leave that. It seems like a sensitive issue. Like the border. It was a good instinct. It was good. <laughs> um, if anyone wants to know, in my school's production of Oliver, I played Charlotte, the underkeeper's daughter. That's a good song that's not in the movie. And I, I had a blonde ringlet wig and I looked smashing. I bet you did. How old were you? I was probably 13. I didn't know you, you played the undertaker's daughter. I did. I played the undertaker's daughter. Uh, Marcus Mumford was the artful dodger and all of the <laughs> adult parts were played by teachers. No. Yeah. That's so <laughs> weird. They, they went, right, we're casting a production of Oliver. Uh, all of the adult roles will, of course, be played by us, the adults. Uh, and then you get your pick of the children's roles. Uh, that's fully insane. There's loads of adults. So, like, Bill Sykes, Fagin, Nancy. Yeah. They did well to get Marcus Mumford. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even as famous as Marcus Mumford now, but if the school asked me to be in their production, I'd say no. I'd turn it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been in a musical james yeah some school i, I reckon i've done some, well you know obviously the gang show there's loads of musical numbers in that 
So every time I did the gang show every year. What do you mean the gang show? Well, it's put on the, well, it's the scouts. Right. And like every year the scouts puts on a performance at the local theatre and we do like sketches and songs. And yeah, I just sing a few songs in that. See, the way you said the gang show there was as offhand as Nicola said, uh, famine ships. Well, obviously yeah. we did the gang show. <laughs> yeah, the gang show. Yeah, sure. But I mean, Nicola's one had the word famine in it. It's a bit more, yeah, yeah. A bit more hefty triggering. to drop that in. Yeah, true. <laughs> Do you like food? I love it. Honest? You don't have to say it just to fit in with us. No, no, it's a real true story. I really do. But I do want to fit in as well. That's another part of it. Yeah, great. But I remember like, like, do you know when you're a teenager and you have to come up with one edgy thing? Like that you're like, well, actually, I don't even give a shit about cats. I think they're dumb yeah. and I don't like it. Well, yeah, yeah, I knew this one guy who I, who I fancy. He was like, I don't like food. And they freaked me out so badly. I like never look at him the same again. Because he was just yeah. trying to be edgy. But I was like, how can you not? And he was like, it's just fuel to keep you going. And yeah. I was like, you're a freak. Bye. Did that stop you fancying him at that point? Yeah. Did you not fancy him more? I mean, you, 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 you've you been playing games where you pretended you were in a famine. You must have loved this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's right up my alley. <laughs> he was playing the game at this <laughs> no, point. It was, was a few years. Famine Ships was probably about eight, eight, eight years old. This was a little older, thank God. Yeah. It would have been really weird if I'd been doing that as a teenager. Let's just put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you met him in a game of Famine yeah. Ships. Yeah. I don't even like food. Mate, come on. <laughs> we always start off with still or sparkling water. Do you have a preference, Nicola? Yeah, I want still water, please, because I think mm. sparkling water is disgusting. Right. It's just it like burning on your mouth, and but I also do always steal it out of hotels. So like if I bring it home and put it in the fridge, so if someone comes over, I'm like, do you want water? Still or sparkling? Oh no! Nice. And they're like, well, she's got her life together, and I don't. <laughs> but that makes it seem also I didn't even pay for the water. But sometimes you ever have like a lovely cold glass of water? And go, this is amazing. Yes. Yeah. This stuff's free. This is the basic stuff, and it's so good. It's so good. And then you, if you also to impress, we we'll just have some ice in your fr- in your freezer. Like I've had friends come over that it's blown them away. They'll have an icy glass of water, and they're like, "This is just <laughs> the Ritz." You've done very well, Nicola, by choosing friends who have a very low bar. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who are these friends? They're cycling past on a bike backwards. The cycle. They're like, come in here. Come in off your bike and come for a cold glass H two O. Yeah. Actually, the backwards bike guy probably isn't going to be impressed with ice, right? He's riding around no backwards on his bike all the time. I kind of hope he does come back now, so it doesn't seem like I made him up. I really didn't. Do you think he'll come back forwards? Yeah. Or backwards? That's my question. I don't know. Often Deliveroo guys come the wrong way down this street, but I find it kind of exciting. <laughs> because it means they'll get to you quicker because i see the delivery coming and then i'm like oh you have to go around in order to get but then sometimes they're just like and you're like whoa 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 edgy (laughs) (laughs) i'd say is this fair you're having quite a typical lockdown experience by the sound of things just looking out your window and watching people go past and investing in their stories i've been hanging out with my mom a lot i went back to ireland and spent most of it most of it there Mm -hmm. but then she decided that like she didn't want to cook anymore so then I had to cook everything. And then she was like a really like strict, she'd like really critique my meals. Wow. So I got the New York Times cooking app and I made this one thing with like spring onions where you cut them long and she was like, you choke on those because she's an Irish mother and still thinks there's danger lurking everywhere, especially <laughs> onion. I made like really good cauliflower cheese. Oh yeah. Is that from the app or uh, from your brain? That's from just BBC Good Food, cauliflower cheese. Nice. Those BBC Good Food recipes are always really solid and good. And simple. But like an extra, an extra bit of like mustard in it and some paprika mm. will just like bring it up, up, up. And it's so yeah. good. And then some lemon zest and Parmesan in the crumb. Oh yeah. That's 
really really good but she loves that but then she kind of wants it with she's like a bit like a toddler like she kind of wants it with everything <laughs> so she's like i made like um like lemon sole with like a sauce beer and she was like and cauliflower cheese <laughs> and where is my cauliflower cheese this evening and then i made the mistake of showing it to my friend camilla's boyfriend who's a chef and he was like why do you have a white fish with cauliflower cheese and roast potatoes i was like because it's not a restaurant it is my house and i can do what i want okay exactly so you only eat white foods as yeah obviously Mm-hmm. It's an Irish thing. We just hate any <laughs> color in foods. We're like, no, no, it must be as gray as the sky above the green land. Yeah. You'll actually better get away with anything in this podcast is by telling me and Ed it's an Irish thing. Yeah. yeah. We've already fallen for famine ships, which is definitely made up. Famine ships, the well-known game. Yeah, there's many more things. <laughs> Only grey food. There'll be many more to come, don't you? I'll teach you the I, the ways of our trickery from Ireland. No problem. <laughs> Nicola's not even Irish. This is acting. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's not even Irish. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I am. I am. I am. I am. <laughs> She went to that drama school where all the EastEnders people go and she learned how to be Irish. I don't know. What part of Ireland do you come from? Oh, good test. Galway. Like the song. Where's Derry? Derry is up in Northern Ireland, up on the up, up, up north. James, do you know where Derry is to do this test? Huh? Do you know where Derry is? Because <laughs> testing Nicola on Irish stuff doesn't work if you don't know any of the Irish stuff. I was just going to ask Nicola, when playing that part, how much you have to change about, did you do much research? Or did you just know it all from coming in from Ireland? Or did you have to do, do loads of different stuff? I was actually just building up to a very... But I had to get my facts straight first before right. the question. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't a test. Um, I just thought you didn't believe I was Irish. So I was trying, like, how do I prove it? And then I was like, I've got my passport. So I could get that. No, I had to learn a lot because I didn't... I'd never been to Derry and I'd never... And the accent's really different. Yeah. They can't talk like this. And they sort of... Da, 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 like that. And it's not how I... I always speak, so I had to, yeah. That's not how you do all your lines, right? da 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 Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Here's the thing. We spoke to... I don't know what order these episodes are going to go out in, actually. But we spoke to someone else, another actor recently, English actor. And he said, when he tries to do an Irish accent, he just goes, da 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 and does that as well. And then you've done it as well now. Is this a thing? But also, that's why there's so many bad Irish accents on television. Yeah. yeah. We're like, I am Jimmy. I am from the IRA, and I am common like hell. And you're like, no, no, that's not... <laughs> That's not, no. Mm. You don't oh. sound like that. Filled me with fear, that character. Yeah. Scary Jimmy. Jimmy! Jim, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty convinced by Jimmy. Is that is that bad? <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Pop it up or bread. bread! Pop it up or bread, Nicola Coughlin. Pop it up or bread! Bread, bread, James Lancaster. Bread, bread, bread every day. I love bread so much. It's so delicious. Ah. Although it's not, I've cut it out in the past at times, and I go, gosh, I feel so much better. I have so much more energy. I just feel like I could do it. And then I smell the bread, and then I'm like, "Oh mm. no, you have me in your in your mm. yeasty grasp yet again." It's so good. I love like a crusty. I remember years and years ago, and I only had it once. It was this restaurant where the bread came in a tiny little stone thing, and it like was like really crunchy, and it had rosemary and sea salt on it, mm. and it was really crunchy on the outside and like fluffy in the middle. Mm. So good. It's the best stuff, really. Isn't it's it? the best stuff. I too try and cut it out quite a lot. And then whenever I eat it again, I think, what a waste of a life. Mm. I know. All those days where I didn't eat bread, what an absolute waste. What a stupid, stupid thing. Mm. And also, have you ever had, like, proper Irish brown bread? No, please talk about it. Oh, some people call it wheaten bread, but it's, like, it's the the wheat grain with everything in it. They don't, like, take it out. So it's, like, really kind of rough. Uh But that with, like, fresh butter on it is, like, heaven. It's so 
so good and it's probably better for you because it's not all like refined flour mm-hmm. but that fresh out of the oven and sometimes you can drizzle a little honey over it when it's just been cooked and it soaks down in through it <gasps> so good and can you get that in england or do you have to go back to ireland to get it not really we make it with buttermilk it's it's really easy to make and you don't you can make it and then you don't need to have a special dish for it or anything and it, you don't have to wait for it to rise there's no yeast in it or anything like that it's so so good do you make it yeah, I make it. My mom taught me. Also, my mom taught me how to make the recipe. But then she's like, "I've been making it for forty years, and you just put a little bit of this thing and a little bit." And um, if you watch Bake Off, you know, if you know Michael Chakravarty, who was on, I think like two series ago, and he wanted me to do an Instagram live with him to teach him to bake something. So I was like, "I'll do barn bread." But then my mother's ingredients. Were, it was literally like an Irish photo. She's like, "A little dash of this and a handful, and do a sprinkle in that." And I was getting really. I was like, "You need to tell me how much these people are going to try and make this at home." But then it worked out really nice and it was delicious. The more I hear about your mum, the less I like her. <laughs> She's going to be really upset. She thinks you're great. I showed her you're, you on Bake Off. She said, you also really remind me and always have of my nephew. I do. He is 11. Uh, no, d- oh. I completely understand. I've not met your nephew, but I think James would remind a lot of people of uh, their 11-year-old nephews. I can show. I would never show a picture of him, but he, I can show you a picture of him because this is just audio. I think you'll be able to get the vibe simply from the picture. That's a cookie I had earlier. Yep. Yeah, that's a good cookie. It was like, is that glitter on it or gold on it? What's that on the top? It was salt. Well, the, the, the light was catching it in a certain way. Yeah, Don't perfect. you see the similar vibe? <laughs> <laughs> Do you get me? Yes, yeah. yes, I, I completely yeah. get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James He's... has got strong 11 year old energy. Yeah, I'd say. Yes. Yeah. Naughty boy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we can't probably can't really describe that photo, but just imagine a smaller version of me, and that is what yeah. they just showed us, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> the nephew type. Well, my nephew did a thing once. There's a thing in Ireland called the fesh, which is basically like... Um, no, there isn't, Nicola. Stop stop making stuff it's up. It's not made up. I swear to God, I'm not the making fesh. stuff up. The fesh? <laughs> the fesh is real. The fesh. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's like a competition where you can do like Irish poetry, you can play an Irish instrument or whatever. But my nephew, when he was about five, he's literally alone to himself. He was like, I'm going to get up on the stage. I'm going to do it like a robot. And we were like, you can't do that. <laughs> he was like, you just can't do it. And then literally he was away from us. So we like we didn't couldn't reach him and they were like they called his name and he just got up and started going uh, 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 the whole way up to the stage and I feel like that's also your vibe a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would have done that as a kid and it would have haunted me for the rest of my life. But at the time yeah. when I was a kid I would have thought this is the best idea ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have got yeah. up on stage and done it and then I would have realized it's not and then I would have thought about it forever until I was <laughs> 36 I once got up on stage um, with Ronnie Corbett at a pantomime he asked uh, kids to come down to the front if they wanted to come up and do a skill and I got up on stage me and three other kids and then he got to me and I panicked because I realised I didn't have any skills and just sort of waved at everyone oh, no Corbett was mortified I know that sounds impressive but uh, Ed and Ronnie Corbett are the same age they went to the same school it's not a big deal they're, yeah. just, uh, they're yeah. just having a hangout together and we're... yeah he played Oliver yeah it was <laughs> It wasn't famous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, he was wasn't really Mumford and Sons, but it just didn't work out. Yeah, 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 exactly. I remember me and Ed and Benito, to be fair to him, when we were going to America to do some interviews, and we were waiting in Nando's for our food, and there was a little kid in the booth behind us whose mum was on the phone. So he started talking to me, and then I started talking to the kid for a while. And then after the kid went away, Ed said that he loves seeing when kids meet me because the kids are really confused going, you're not meant to be like this. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, you're an adult. 
you're not meant to speak like this to me because I because I he was like hello and I was like hey man how's it going we're waiting for a chicken like, like, like speaking exactly like it. I have the same thing because I'm also very small so I sometimes go and pick up my niece and nephew from school and the other kids will go why are you so short if you're an adult why do you look like that why are you and you're like I don't know and then some of them in like they're still in primary school but some of like the sixth class who are like 12 are like same size or bigger than me and I'm like yeah it's intimidating <laughs> that bread sounds really good there's just and there's so many different types of bread do you remember I don't know I feel like it was like a Jamie's Italian they used to give you a bread basket with loads of different breads in it mm-hmm. you know when you get a bread that's like a sourdough with a bit of olive in it mm-hmm. and it's yeah. just like such a, a spicy surprise you just can't believe it lovely and I love like oh I used to live in Malta right and they used to what? have this bread there yeah I, li- I, I did Erasmus for a year and when I was at uni, but they have this bread there that you literally can't get anywhere else in the world. And I think about it constantly. They make it in a stone oven like pizza and it's like really flat and really crispy. It's like a ciabatta, but not like springy on the inside. We used to go and buy it. Like after a night out, we'd be drunk. We'd walk down to the little bakery and it was actually a hole in the wall and you'd get this loaf of bread. It's like a giant flat donut. And then you take it home and they used to sometimes rub a tomato on it and salt and olive oil. It's called Hobsna. <laughs> Maltese word <laughs> and it's that's like one of the best breads in the world that sounds incredible yeah I love it so much well the question is what are you have an your bread then because you've you've shouted out a lot of breads <laughs> that you really really love you did mention the uh, you weren't sure if it's Jamie's Italian where they have an assortment of breads yeah we've had a lot of people on this podcast Nicola I've never seen anyone look so worried about having to choose a bread yes. yeah I did feel really upset okay well, because I haven't had it in years and you can't get it anywhere else, if I could, and I've looked for recipes for it and you can't find it online, the Maltese are very mysterious about their bread making way. So I'll have the Maltese bread and some olive oil and salt and balsamic vinegar. Amazing. Right. Yeah, you can have that. You can have the Maltese bread. Feel okay about that? Yeah, I feel, I feel good now. I feel better now. I got stressed okay. for a minute, but I'm all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we come to your starter then. Yeah. The meal begins proper. Is this from Malta? This is not from Malta. This is from Galway, where I'm from. There's this place called um, Morin's of the Weir, or they now call it Morin's Seafood Cottage, and it's these crab claws they do. And it's crab claws literally swimming in butter. It's like, again, as I said, I'm going to have to find pictures to show you, which, but, but people can Google them. People can do Googling. Yeah, yes. But people love to Google these days. They're all, all about it. <laughs> but the crab claws they do, like, you've just never had anything like them in the world. And I've tried to make them at home. It just doesn't work. You need to have the ones that are there. Also, normally when people say things are swimming in butter... It's not things like saying crab claws swimming swimming in butter literally yeah. puts an image in your head. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Is that some crummy That's a hell of a lot of butter. That's garlic. That is garlic. It's so much garlic, so much butter. It's literally like a butter yeah, it's just it's it's amazing. And you can get that with a little of the brown bread on the side and then you dip it into the butter afterwards. And it like gets all over your fingers and it's so good. There is that. I do have a second option. Uh-huh. But if you can get more than one starter, can I? Well, I don't I'm know. I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to throw it into the room. So there's a place in New York called Ivan Ramen. Uh-huh. And they have this starter, which is called curry flour. And it's this cauliflower that's got like a curry miso butter on it. And like uh-huh. pickled ginger. I'm actually not like a huge ramen fan, but that cauliflower... I've thought about it every day. That looks amazing. It's so good. Like, it's like, who knew a cauliflower could be that delicious? Cauliflower is the underrated king of the veg world. Quite gutting now, because I last... Well, no, I went to New York with my mum and girlfriend. That was a fun... It was a fun holiday. I know it sounds bad. <laughs> it doesn't sound bad. That sounds nice. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. Yeah, two different people. Two different people. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, <laughs> Come on. If you leave that goal open, I'm going to tap it in. <laughs> sure. 
fair enough. <laughs> but um, we were we were searching for somewhere to eat one day, and I think someone wanted ramen, and Ivan Ramen came up on the. But we didn't go there for whatever reason. It came up on our Google Maps looking for places. <sighs> We didn't go there, and now I'm pretty gutted because I remember the name, and now I'm quite disappointed that. Because you always think, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Wherever we pick will be where we have food, and we won't even know how good the other places were. But now you've mentioned a place that I remember considering <laughs> going to and not going to. But then you can save up to go back. That cauliflower was so good. We ordered three dishes of it. Wow. We kept ordering it because we kept finishing, going, "This is the best thing ever." Yeah. Did you have a main? I had like the ramen as a main, but I wasn't as crazy about it. The cauliflower was the real mm-hmm. star of the of the whole thing, and we just kept, you know, sometimes when a waiter and you're like, "This is so." good and the waiter goes yeah like i'm waitress and i wouldn't know i would never even care but like when you're the person consuming the food you're like do you know this is delicious do you know how good this is are you aware why won't you talk to me about this come on sit down let's have a full be my friend i will make you icy water (laughs) yeah that's the thing about being a member of staff i guess you do have to put up with constantly people either telling you how good something is or wanting to engage about the menu you're just like okay yeah i'm happy that you're happy but please just get out so we can get more people in well i used to work at a restaurant that was just a chain restaurant that you used to think was all like fun and homemade but then everything just came in like a a bag so they would just put it in and boil it and then put it on the plate but sometimes people would be like, this is slightly a little bit too much. And just if it was seared a little bit and you want to go, this came in a vacuum bag. The <laughs> chef does not care. They're all outside smoking. Someone just buzzed my door. I'm sorry. Oh, no. It's not. Hang on. One moment. I'm sorry. Go for it. See you later. <laughs> Such nice weather today. It's amazing. Isn't it? I went for a little walk before this because I, I knew probably wouldn't get a chance otherwise. A lady sort of recognised me. Oh, yeah. But got my name wrong. So I was walking along. Josh Whittacombe? No, no. You'll, you'll love it. I looked up and she saw me across the road and she went, <gasps> James Pendergast! <laughs> yes? <laughs> and I, and I went, Hello? I went, what? <laughs> she went, oh, no, no, nothing. And went away. James Pendergast. James Pendergast! So I got locked out of my apartment <laughs> just now. Um, yeah, that's what just happened. Also, I went downstairs and I've only just gotten used to putting the latch on, but it turns out I'm not very good at it. And then the Addison Lehman, the courier, he came back with the thing that I sent away, and then I came back upstairs and I was like, "It's locked." And then I couldn't shout in <laughs> the door. To us. Um, so I had to go into my neighbor's apartment and she wasn't there. And I don't know where my key was. So I had to search around her apartment and find my key. And now I'm here. And that is the story of what happened to me for those right. five minutes that I disappeared. And Matt is all staying in, unfortunately. <laughs> how, did you, how did you get into her apartment? Well, she has a key. She has a cat. It's a whole... <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know. It's her choice to... I don't know. What do you mean she has a key in the door because she has a cat? She's afraid about the cat. I can't remember what the story... But I ha- Yeah, but she's a very lovely lady, but she, she wouldn't mind. But yeah, I've never been... Lo- I've lived here two years. I've never gotten locked out. Got locked out twice today. <laughs> I've never done it before. It would be amazing if you just never came back to the recording, though. If you were locked out for hours. Well, I did think about that. My phone is here. so funny. <sighs> but I was like, they're going to... What are they going to think? They're going to think I got murdered. They're going to think I went down to the Addison Lee man. He literally said, I couldn't, fi- I couldn't find where to put this. So here it is back. A couriered address back. And he couldn't find it. So he just said, no, I forgive. I give up. Here it is again. I thought, that's not helpful. And then I was locked out. It was very dramatic. Are you feeling stressed? <laughs> ah, no. <laughs> Why would you bother? 
<laughs> but I also have, it's funny, my sister and I had this happen to us years ago where we went for a walk in the prom and go out right by the beach. And then we came back to where we thought our car was and we were like, the car got stolen. And it was just like, oh, okay, okay, we just have to deal with that. And then another car pulled away and it was just behind the other car. And we were like, but that was good, wasn't it? The way we just kind of dealt with it. Just went, well, the car's gone. The end. So it's good yeah. to know how you react in that situation. Yeah, but I just thought, can I sit in her house? She's got a big fright when she comes in and I'm on the couch at 8pm. And I was like, I got locked out. And I was doing a podcast and I got locked out. James, how long do you reckon we would have sat here waiting for Nicola to come back? Quite a while, I think. Yeah, then, nice. I, I think we, after maybe 20 minutes, we would have phoned you. And then we would have seen your phone ringing uh, over the cam- over the Zoom yeah. and gone, uh-oh, that's not good. Yeah. Um, and then I, I think we would have, well, we could have phoned your PR and said, look, something has happened. <laughs> Nicola's gone and she's not here. It would have been interesting. We never had someone go missing during the podcast yeah. before. <laughs> sort of a mystery element I thought I'd bring, yeah. you know. Suddenly become a true crime podcast out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> that would be such a good start to a true crime podcast. Yeah, it really would. We were asking her bread or poppadums and then she died. <laughs> <laughs> You've been locked out twice today. We haven't heard the first story of when you first got locked out. Oh, I first got locked out. A man came to do a COVID test for my work and it's because... Someone who was like, do you not know how to put the door on the latch? And I felt very embarrassed that I didn't know how to do that. But it turned out, I think the door is a bit faulty, so it doesn't really latch very well, hence why I got locked out twice today. I, I was in a habit of taking my keys with me everywhere I go, going downstairs even to get the delivery man's presents, which is what I like to think of them. I think you should keep that habit up. It's going to come back. It's going to make a roaring comeback as of right now. So before we do the main course, I don't think you picked the starter. I think we were well in, oh. into you picking the starter between the two mm. things. Okay. And then you ran away from the podcast. I think I'm going to go with the garlic crab claws just because they're yeah. so insanely good. I've never had bad ones. Yeah, they're just like from a restaurant right by the sea and they're so delicious. Do they shell them for you or do you have to crack them out the shells? No, no, no. They shell them for you and it's just like a load good. of them in the bowl. And then it's like a restaurant where loads of famous people have been. Apparently Julia Roberts has been there. Oh yeah, and then but then also there's like there's framed pictures of like all famous people that have been there, um. But then a lot of the people have then like turned out to have been like criminals because they were like <laughs> you know any director that you really loved from like the seventies, eighties, nineties they've all done a horrible crime. Yeah. So it's like oh there's oh yeah oh yeah oh dear he's he's not best anymore. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, so I used to live in Peckham, and there is this fried chicken place in Peckham that is god tier, insanely amazing. It's uh, called Other Side Fried, and they do this again. I have to show you a picture, but people can look it up on the internet. They do this uh, chicken burger with like a brioche bun. It's like properly so crunchy. It's got parmesan shaved on it. It's got. Hang on, when I show you this, this is another picture. Great for podcasts, aren't they? Just uh, everyone. Just take this time to Google it now. Other side yeah. fried. Other side fried. Oh, wow. Yeah, that whoa, looks whoa, absolutely whoa, immense. Whoa, whoa. It's absolute filth. Oh, now. man. So much crumbly parmesan. I think it's like a Caesar sauce on it. Garlic butter mayo. Oh, garlic butter mayo and parmesan. And pickles. I love pickles. So this is, this is your dream main course? Yeah. It's in Peckham Levels. Uh-huh. And they do really like good dirty fries as well. They have a really limited menu, which I think... You have to, if you're a restaurant, that's kind of like an arrogant move in a good way. If you have a menu that's like, we do these seven things, you're like, well, they're all going to be really good, right? Yeah. Yeah, but they do like, yeah, they do really good fries there as well, but it is complete filth, but it's delicious. It would be amazing if there was a restaurant that had three things on their menu and they were all shit. <laughs> Which also I would kind of respect. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. We realised when we started putting together the menu <laughs> that we can't cook, so we stopped at three. <laughs> What would you call it? Something like egg, eggy slap, or I don't know, like... Egg, eggy slap? Eggy slap. Here at eggy slap, we do egg, <laughs> egg and egg cake. Egg, egg cake. Egg balls and egg dessert. And that's all you're getting from eggy slap. And we slap it down on the plate. It's an absolute mess. Yes, disgusting. No condiments. Season nothing here. So what? what's the menu at eggy slap? It's egg... Egg balls and egg dessert. Yeah. And egg cake. Egg cake. And they're all horrible. Egg, egg balls and egg cake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And egg egg balls are just eggs, right? Yeah, but no, they're ma- no. It's like, you know, like a cake pop. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, God. So like, you know, you like mash it up and then you re-ball them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Egg balls. Obviously. Egg balls. <laughs> what's the yeah. what's the egg cake? Egg cake is old cake. It's an old column the caterpillar with an old uh, cold fried egg on it. <laughs> What part of the caterpillar are you putting the fried egg on his face? Or? Yeah, the face. Only the face, and we throw out the rest of the cake. <laughs> <laughs> Very bad for wastage, Joel. It's just like the opposite of good for the environment is at egg slap. Yeah, egg slap. <laughs> Eggy slap, sorry. Eggy slap, yep. Yeah. Have you got like a logo, a mascot, anything like that? It's an egg, and then it, it's a sa- It's Fido Dido from 7 Up in the 90s, <laughs> yeah. and he's beside the egg going, mmm, big thumbs down. <laughs> thumbs down. Doesn't, so Fido Dido doesn't like it. Fido Dido. <laughs> Hates it. Everyone yeah. hates it. Yeah, everyone hates Eggy Slap. But it's an arrogant restaurant that so doesn't care what you think. Yeah, and it's doing well. <laughs> um, so what, what's, what's the chicken burger called? Let me look at it. Because the thing is, I haven't lived near one for ages, so it's really sad. But also their Instagram, you just want to lick it. Yeah, it's a lot of good photos of burgers on there. Yeah. Do you know what? I have a really bad pet peeve. When people post pictures of food on the internet and they don't explain what the food is, uh-huh. who do you think you are? What is it? How would I know if I wanted to eat it? What if I wanted to make that and I could never make it? Yeah. Why are you being so rude to me? I've never experienced that. 
but I can I completely agree with you straight away. What's the point of going, here's a great picture of some food, but you know what you look at. So how, how are you going to get excited about it? But also, yeah, when you know when you look at something, you're going to go, oh, I kind of taste that. Or I kind of think, I know what that... Mm. Then I'm like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. Remember in the 90s, seeing Robbie Williams on a Take That VHS, mm-hmm. he was like, went to Stoke-on-Trent and he was eating a thing that was like in a wrap. And he was like, well, this is a special thing you get in Stoke-on-Trent and I've always wanted it and I don't know what it is. <laughs> and it's annoyed me since the 90s. <sighs> okay. Uh, again, we're not, again, again, though, Nicola, we're not moving on from that. I'd like yeah, to know oh. more about what you've just said. Okay. What was the Take That thing that you were watching? Okay, so my sister was a big fan of Take That, therefore I was a big fan of Take That. I was yeah. only about seven and we watched the video of them all going to where they were from. And he went to the local football stadium and he was eating a thing that looked like a pancake or a wrap and it was savoury. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's delicious. But I I mean, I'd have to go back and rewatch it to find out what it was. But at, at that age, I was like, I want that, to eat that. So he just says, this is a special thing you can only get in Stoke-on-Trent. Yeah, but I can't remember. He, did, he definitely did put a name in it. Imagine if it was just like a fajita and all these years. I've been like, what was the magical Robbie Williams food? The likelihood is that it was just a wrap. Yeah, but I, we didn't have wraps in the early 90s, really. Yeah, that's true. It was more of a 2000s thing. How often would you say you think about the Robbie Williams wrap? And when, by the way, when I say the Robbie Williams rap, I don't mean the one on Rude Box. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I think about it every three months. Yeah, mm. it's one of those things. But the problem is now I'm going to think about it every three months and I didn't even see the video. I've Googled Stoke-on-Trent rap. <laughs> this is, this is places that sell raps. Wizards raps, Stoke rap, U5 raps. Spectrum signs and graphics, sign makers. I think they've. That, sorry, that, that, sorry. But, but by that point, I, I, I think that's what all the raps. No, weirdly. So it goes Spectrum signs and graphics, sign makers, choice graphics, Stoke, and then it goes Pavilion Fusion, Burrito, and Rap Bar. So now we get back into raps. So I don't know what those two were on oh, there Jesus. for. FD raps, then there's some packaging supplies. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and rewatch the take that video. I'm going to get it out of my mum's garage. And watch it on the VHS and I'll find out what Robbie Williams rap was. Or it was weird to tweet him, what what was that thing you ate 22 years ago? <laughs> I, I reckon he'd answer, don't you think? Oh my God. Yeah, he'd answer. Don't you think now? Like, he's probably, look, he's he's probably seen Bridgerton. Everyone's seen Bridgerton, right? So I think if but you... I feel like that's a really weird, that's like, that's a weird question to ask him. <laughs> it's a weird question to open with, I suppose. But I think about it all the time. Sometimes when people, I can ask friends if they put a food on their Instagram and I haven't seen it and then I want to go, what was that thing that you ate then? Because I can't not know. But I think when this podcast comes out, we're going to get a lot of heat around this question. And I think yeah. it's going to it's going to get to Robbie Williams. And I think Robbie seems like a sound guy. He's up for a laugh. I reckon he's going to tell you exactly what that rap was. What do you think is going to happen when you find out what the rap is? Do you think you're going to suddenly have a really good night's sleep? And you're like, I've not been sleeping well mm. all these years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will just solve all of the questions that I could yeah. <laughs> have just hung over me all this time. <gasps> oh, my God. I mean, I'm Googling everything here. I've Googled food you can only get in Stoke-on-Trent. There's nothing. <laughs> God, if I put in into YouTube, Robbie, take that. Stoke-on-Trent. I don't think I've ever vocalised that I've thought about this before, but it has been a I huge understand. thing all of my life. I understand. I think about Matt Dawson biting into the uh, baked Alaska all the time. I've never had a baked Alaska. That's one well, that was in Annie. Well, was it was now? It? <laughs> yeah. Matt Dawson was in Annie. No, yeah. not, not the Matt Dawson thing. the best thing, part of it. <laughs> <laughs> the burger is garlic butter mayo. Uh-huh. It's £7.45 worth every penny. Fried chicken, parmesan, garlic butter mayo, pickles and lettuce. Now here's the thing though. Do you want that? Yeah. Or do you want the Robbie Williams wrap? Do you want to gamble and take the Robbie Williams wrap? Yeah. 
<laughs> I feel like it was Indian. I don't know what it was. I obviously don't know what it is. Oh my god! I can. I just like that. Just made me feel magical things. <laughs> I was so excited. This is the first time in the history of the podcast that someone's ordered something that they don't know what it is, and neither do we. <laughs> so we don't know how the how the genie's going to get it. He has to go back into the VHS and pluck it out of Robbie Williams's hands. Yep, I've got to go in the VHS, or or I've got to read Robbie Williams's mind right now go into his brain find out what that rap was go to the place he bought it from get it maybe that specific point in time even you can have the exact one that he was going to eat but i get there before he gets into the yeah into the takeaway place i get there i get the one that was meant for him you eat the exact one robbie ate that day i have a tear in my eye <laughs> <laughs> i can't actually see it i, I can't. can't even fathom how excited i am about this. but oh my god wow yeah 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 fried chicken right. schmicken robbie williams rap the problem with that fried chicken sandwich, though, is that you know what that is. Yeah. That's boring. You know I what know, it is. I know. I've eaten it with my mouth. Yeah. yeah. You want a mystery wrap from a VHS in the 90s. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Great. So that's the main course, Stoke or Trent mystery wrap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> your side dish. May I suggest uh, the grey stuff from Beauty and the Beast? That's something <laughs> that I think about a lot. <gasps> well, that's just made me think of, oh, my God. Do you remember in Hook? Yeah. yeah. The food fight food. Bangarang. The gunge. Yeah. yeah. Bangarang. I was going to say truffle parmesan fries because I love them. But no, yeah. now I want. <laughs> now you have broadened my mind. Now I want the gloop from Hook. Yeah. That you throw it and it becomes real food. That movie's so good. I love it so much. It's so we, good. I think we spoke about this scene on the podcast before. We spoke about our different relationships to this scene. I, I saw it on a ferry hook when I was a little kid. <laughs> and also a, a friend of mine when he was little, him and his brother when his parents went out, got loads and loads of ice cream out of the freezer. Opened all of it, got two spoons, and then they looked at each other and shouted bangarang, and then they ate it all <gasps> until they were sick. <laughs> So when you say a friend of yours, James, uh, and his friend, do you mean you and your dad? <laughs> oh, I mean, me and my dad would do that now. Yeah. When, I was a, when I was a kid, he, he probably wouldn't let me do it. But now if I said to him, do you want to do a bangerang? He'd be like, yep. <laughs> Let's do it. Come over. I like that it's called doing a bangerang. It's <laughs> yeah. amazing. Dad, want to do bangerang tonight? <laughs> yeah. Of course I do, James. <laughs> Your poor mum just walking into you guys halfway through Bangarang. <laughs> food all over the walls. Yeah. We've having a food fight and eating it all. Yeah. Bangarang! I once went to a real life food fight restaurant. What? What? Yeah. I swear to God. Also in Malta. Again, I'm not making these things up. I think I'm just weird. Um, it was a food fight restaurant, so it was like German food, and you ate it all on the table, which is really disgusting. It was like a lot of roast ham and meats and sauerkraut and pickles and stuff like that and you put on these bibs and then um you're eating and eating and then at one point this giant man comes out of the kitchen and like hits a gong and then you just start throwing the food at one another but it's it's like demented and you throw wine in each other's faces and i remember it was disgusting and actually maybe partly why i can't even look at pork anymore 
but my friend took a giant slab of ham and rubbed it in my face. <laughs> so hang on. So does this only happen once a sitting, or does it like every fifteen minutes, like the wave machine? No, it's once a sitting. So you book you book out the restaurant. It's like one long table, like very medieval. Yeah. And then you don't know when they're gonna ring the gong. So you, you're eating your food with your hands, and they ding, and then you just absolutely. You've got to eat so fast because you don't know when they're gonna ring the yeah. food fight gong. Yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. awful. What a horrible experience. Yeah, it was cemented. You had six so... times of beer and stuff. And you're just disgusting after it. You're just, like your your clothes are ruined, and we were we were young. So is there a chance that they might just ring it like ten minutes in? Yeah, <laughs> anarchy. They can do whatever they want. It's a mad place. If it if I worked there and it was my last day, I'd do it after thirty seconds. I'd literally <laughs> serve everyone, and then on my way back into the kitchen, just smack the gun. <laughs> well, there you go. I quit. Yeah, that would put me off pork if my friend had rubbed a big slice of ham in my face, actually. Also that, and I saw a video of a tiny pig in a sink having a bath, and then I was like, well, that's over. And I haven't eaten pork in, like, three years. Yeah. After seeing the pig in the sink having a bath. It's a little baby pig in a sink. He was having a great time, and I thought, I can nest on now. That's over. Let me throw this at you. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you meant the little pig in the restaurant. (laughs) The pig came in. We're using that in the food fight. I bought my own ammo with me. A live pig. No. What if you discovered that the Robbie Williams rap has pork in it? I swear to God, I had that thought. Um, <laughs> that would really upset me. Not just any pork. It easily could. Why could it not? It could have anything, literally anything yeah. in it. Not just any pork. That exact baby pig that was in the, the, sink, oh, in no. the sink. What if you tweet him and he says, oh, it's a very specific dish, just like on Trent, and it's sink piglet wrap? <laughs> I'd have to like ask for the bowl back for my starter and drink the garlic butter out of it like a shot. Yeah. And then just have no no main. I couldn't eat I couldn't do it. I couldn't eat this I can't eat the sink pig. No. I couldn't do it even if it is in the magical Robbie Williams rap. No. That's a sentence I never thought I'd hear. <laughs> I can't eat the sink pig even if it's in a magical Robbie Williams rap. <laughs> How did we get to this? I don't know. Yeah, I, I imagine that's another Irish thing we don't know about that yeah. saying, is it? Is that another... <laughs> the legend of the sink pig. Oh my God. <laughs> so your, your, your side dish is, it isn't truffle fries, it's bangerang. It's bangerang. <laughs> what do you think the goo tastes like, the colourful goo in Hook? Mm. In my head right now, I'm like Play Doh, but then the thing is, it's your imagination. So it can taste like yeah. anything that you like, really, can't it? Mm-hmm. So do you want it to be the goo, but it tastes like truffle fries? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I just had to mind eating it just to check with yeah, so I thought yeah. that would clarify yeah. whether. Yeah. yeah. Bang! And then, yeah. Mm. I love truffle. Oh, I always want to buy a truffle. I haven't done it yet in my life, but I will one day. You want to buy a truffle? Yeah, but like buy a truffle. But I like like high and low food. So like imagine if you got like craft box mac and cheese rubbish mm. with truffle on it. Yeah, it'd be great. Sometimes I think on the rare occasion that you get like a slice, a bit of truffle on something. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so delicious. Sometimes I don't think it's delicious. Really? Yeah, I just don't get the flavour that you're supposed to. Sometimes I like that proper nuclear fake truffle oil taste. That's what I'm into. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. Like I have it in my house. And someone's like, that's not real. That's chemical. I was like, it's delicious. Mm. I love chemicals. I love chemicals. That's what they were designed in a lab to taste yeah. yum. Okay. <laughs> What's the problem again? Excuse me. Have you heard of the film Truffle Hunters? No. There's a film apparently called Truffle Hunters about a man and his truffle hunting dog. Aww. We've not seen it, but We've a friend of ours went to see it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did he like it? <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. When they're miming in the food before you can see it, 
is that more delicious than when they actually are doing the food? Because like, yeah, when they're miming eating it, those kids are so good at miming eating yeah. that food. And they're like scooping their hand in the bowl. They're licking yeah. their fingers. They're, they're holding something that's like a corn on the cob, but really like showing their teeth and doing their eating along the side of it. That's like oh, what, whatever they're eating, I want to eat. And, Ro- and Robin Williams feels really hungry just watching them eat. In that scene, they're sort of playing the opposite of famine ships. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. American kids, yeah. Got, got, got to play Bangarang and we Irish kids got only famine ships. <laughs> Could have done a, a version of, of Hook where he's like hanging out with you and your friends. And we're like, there's no food. <laughs> <laughs> See, it would have it would have saved a lot of time at the top of the record if when James said, what's famine ships, you'd said, it's the Irish Bangarang. It's the Irish Bangarang. <laughs> What's your drink? <laughs> I feel like this started off like like actual adult food and now it's just descended yeah. into loads of weird stuff. But I do love Prosecco, but now I feel like I need to pick something weird. Have you ever had a basil margarita? No. Do you like margaritas? Yes. yes. Love, love margaritas. I like basil as well. Okay. So it's literally, it's, you just smush loads and loads of basil in and then you make the margarita as normal, but it comes out like this amazing green, which I feel like would be a delicious compliment to Bangarang. <laughs> and, and then like the salty and um, that, um, like on ice and mm, delish. It sounds like it was invented when someone got mixed up between margarita pizza and margarita the drink. And <laughs> they ordered a margarita thinking yes. they were asking for a pizza and said, can I have some basil on it as well? And the, the barman <gasps> ran with it. Oh, do you know what? I think that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think there's any way that's wrong I, I think if anyone says it's wrong they should go to jail yeah. and never come out of yeah. the jail good rule yeah an old basil marg marg but I always forget because I normally when I'm out I will drink Prosecco but then I forget how much stronger spirits are and then I'm like why is my brain drunk I'm like oh yeah, yeah. that's why so I don't really drink them when I'm out uh-huh. but you drink them when you're in yeah constantly never stop <laughs> I mean, I think we can literally see a basil plant in the background there. Is that a basil plant? It's not. I don't actually know where my friend bought it for me. I don't know what it is, but it's alive. Yeah, that's the most you can hope for with plants. Do you want to see my tequila? Yes. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's really cool. Hang on. One second. Yeah. Here we go. Nicholas going to get locked out of the house again. <laughs> Somehow, even though she's just getting something from the shelf behind her. That is really cool. How good is that? Really good. So for the, for the, for the listener, that is a skull bottle. A white skull yeah. with black kind of like facially like detail drawn in it. It's like a day of the del- dead uh, sugar skull, right? Is that is that what it's like? Yeah. Yeah, it's like ca tequila. But it's been imported from Mexico and it's really hard to pour. It's really not good ergonomically, is that correct? Ed will love that. Ed's got skulls all over him. I love skulls. Ed's covered in skulls. I've got skulls on my body. Go on, skull boy. And the main one right here. A real one. Yeah, got a real one. So scary to think some. Do you ever get scared imagining that you've got a skull? Yeah, awful. The worst, yeah. the worst is when you're a baby and you're born with all your teeth. Have you ever seen a baby skull? Mm-mm. Not good. <laughs> teeth all up here, baby teeth, disgusting. I don't even know what we're talking about now. <laughs> baby skulls. Baby skulls, James. Baby skulls. And also, ch- children have more bones than adults. Do you remember that from the milk ad? No, this is another Irish thing, isn't it? Oh, maybe it was like them bones, them bones need calcium, and they were like. An adult has 200 bones and a child has many more. So your bones fuse into each other as you grow. So you're actually born with more bones than you have as an adult. How many bones do the children have then? Loads. <laughs> children have more bones than adults. That's what... Yeah. Right, I'm going to Google that. Benito's done it for us. A baby's body has 300 bones at birth. These eventually fuse, grow together to form the 206 bones that adults have. 
That's crazy. They've got 94 more bones, babies. Yeah, I know. Scary. Really scary. Yeah, Google baby skull if you really want a bad fright. No, thank you. <laughs> Our search history is going to look very weird. Yeah. Just like Stoke-on-Trent cuisine baby skull. Yeah. One after the other. It's like Google's going to think that you were trying to narrow it down and that's what you think they might eat in Stoke-on-Trent. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what Robbie was eating. Was it a baby Maybe. skull? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, sink, pig, sink piglet and baby skull. So you're going with the basil margarita for your drink? Yeah. Because it's just like, and when it's made well and like when it's properly green and then everyone goes, ooh, what did you get? Because you want to like have that effect on a table. You don't want to be like, I got a peanut mm. grease. Oh, boring. You want to be like, what's the green thing? Like, well, let me tell you, it's basil. A margarita, not the pizza, a drink. Oh, so you want to get people's attention with your drink? Yeah. You want to be like the, mm. the centre of attention drink wise? If my bangerang hasn't done it already, <laughs> the basil margarita will really throw them over the edge. I have a thing, like, this always happens to me whenever, like, if there's a big cocktail list, everyone orders a cocktail, and I pick the one that sounds the nicest for me, and it always turns up, it's always the most boring looking one. It's like a, in a little glass, mm. and it's all brown and stuff, and then someone yeah. else will arrive, and it's got, like, a parrot in it or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't get porn star martinis. Why do I want a tiny thimble of Prosecco? What's that about? Yeah. So weird. Yeah. I don't get that. A lot of cocktails are bad. Yeah, they are. I just said it. I don't care. Come at me. <laughs> I've got a question about the bangerang again. Sorry. Okay. Because you said about people being impressed by it at the table. Yeah. But is it invisible to them and you're imagining it and then it, and to you it's real? Or can they see it like in the film? At first it comes and they're like, literally, you didn't order your main. And I'm like, Mm-hmm. and then I start like <laughs> lifting up I'll do the corn which is good and they're gonna like she's lost it she's finally yeah. lost it we all knew it was gonna happen but now's the time and then I'll bang around them, one of them in the face <laughs> and they'll wear like what have you done you crazy girl and then they'll be like it's bangerang and then I'll share the bangerang around and they're like, like you give me a bit of your chips and I'll give you some bangerang it's amazing how quickly your friends were on board there from <laughs> yeah. thinking you've lost your mind to then getting hit in the face, and then immediately they're like, it's bangerang. That, of course, that's what it is. Yeah, well, once you understand it's bangerang, <laughs> what are you going to do? And then you want a drink that makes people go, what have you got? Yeah, ooh. You like it when people go, what have you got? I clearly like attention. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my... But it's like, you know, when like people, someone orders fajitas and it comes out all sizzling and mm-hmm. everyone's like, you want to have that sizzling effect. Maybe I could have it, but like, and it comes on a plate with loads of dry ice. Just for like an event. It'd be the same drink, just presented fat, real. Definitely. Yeah. One of the very early things I tried to do in stand-up that didn't work, that now I think I might give another go, is I, I tried to do, I think a, a lot of stand-ups do this when they start out. They try and do deliberately bad impressions of really obscure things. or Because like there's been a lot of comics have done like, here, I'm going to do some impressions for you. Yeah. And then they do a bunch of, and one of mine was um, a, sh- a shy waiter who has to bring out the fajitas. <laughs> really good maybe i should try it again i really like that a lot i think i feel i think the way i introduced it was funnier than the actual impression that i did at the time (laughs) my whole microphone fell off the table did you hear that (laughs) what is going on and now we arrive at the greatest course of all time the headliner the dessert Mm, yum 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 Delish. That sounded like I wasn't excited. I am excited. I am excited. I think I just like burnt out on on bangerang. I got too excited, and then now I'm like, oh, dessert. But no, I am excited. Yeah. What I would like for dessert, I would like an apple tart with ice cream made by an old Irish woman with her by her hands. Great. Like a like a proper granny, like 
like just lovely chocolate pastry and like ice cream or even like I, I mean I prefer cold with the hot I, like English people really love custard mm-hmm. I, I do like custard don't get me wrong but a cold and a hot mix is so sassy in your mouth isn't it yeah it's just like delicious yeah oh. I agree it's yeah. it's all about the oh. ice cream on like a hot oh. apple pie or a hot apple crumble or something like that just the just starting to melt but then you got to eat it quickly to make sure it doesn't melt too much yeah 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 oh. or cold custard i like cold custard on an apple pie on a hot apple mm-hmm. pie i could see like, that working it's nice and a little like sometimes my mum used to put cloves in the apple tart oh no no but you take them out you don't eat you don't like eat a full clove <laughs> but that's always the danger isn't it it's dangerous then because you're like oh the clove might sneak up on me at any point i might crunch down on it for for a woman who you claim doesn't enjoy danger or things lurking around corners i can't believe your mum's packing a clove in an apple pie. Maybe it's like was her revenge yeah. from my trying to choke her with some spring onion. <laughs> For the long spring She's onion. She's like, incident. I'll get her with the clove. <laughs> yeah, the long spring onion. She's yeah. like, you have to cut it across the grain. She tells me that about chicken as well. She still thinks I am twelve. Is a big is a recurring theme in my life. <laughs> but cutting across the grain is a good tip, though, isn't it? It is. It's it is. But this this New York Times menu, it was just like because they do like trendy stuff on there. They're like, why do you just put loads of shallots in a pan? You're like, okay. It sounds crazy, but I'll do. I'll try it. But she's like a traditional, and she doesn't want the long spring onion. She wants it chopped in little, little bits. When you say this is made by an old Irish lady, yeah. is it made by your mum or just any old Irish lady? Mm. And it's like an old lady with a cardigan. I like your kitchen. Like really smells nice and really bakery-ish. And then she'll come out and she'll she will bring it out and she'll be like, mm. "How are you, love? Ah, uh, here you are. Aren't you great?" And then she'll give it to you and she'll be like, and do you have that now? And would you like anything more? And then it would just be the whole experience of her be it's her being there. She's an amalgamation of many wonderful old Irish women. Great. Yeah, she kind of looks like maybe like Brenda Fricker or something. I don't know. It's like, yeah, she'll just be very comforting and nice and have lovely apple tart. This is our first shout out for Brenda Frick, is it? Brenda on Fricker. The, on the pod. Brenda Fricker. Oscar winner. Oscar winner. And um, of course, the pigeon lady from Home Alone too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yes. going to say, is that the Pigeon Lady from <laughs> Home Alone 2? The Pigeon Lady from Home Alone 2, yeah, 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 yeah. Brenda Fricker. So a Brenda Fricker to give me an apple tart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you want her to be dressed as the Pigeon Lady when she brings you your apple tart? Why not? For a bit of a, the experience. Why not? I'll yeah. tell you why not. She's covered in shit. <laughs> <laughs> For a kickoff. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'd choose not the Pigeon Lady. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe the pigeon lady post shower avec apple tart. Yeah, that would work for me. Yeah, she never gets the shower though, does she, poor lady? No, she doesn't. Yeah, and they've got that massive room. She should yeah. she should be up there having a shower at the end when they're all there. She yeah. she should pop out the shower all clean and nice and I be know. like, "Thanks, Kevin." Yeah. <laughs> Instead, he just goes down to say goodbye to her again, and while he's saying goodbye, his dad shouts so loud from within the hotel that they hear it in the park of him going, <laughs> "Kevin, you spent this much on room service." And he's just looking at her, and, she, and she's probably like, you had a hotel this whole time. Where have you been staying? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the fanciest one. Back off, I gave you a turtle dove, for fuck's sake. Do you know what I had when I was a kid? A talk girl, which is like the girl version of a talk boy. They recorded. Oh, great. Like oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could record your voice slow on it. Yeah. So, But then I used to think I was going to be like a master suit. I was like, I'll record this and be like, hello, this is the president. I'm going to go with a gun. <laughs> but like I didn't do it. It's too scary to do that. But like I did have a talk girl though. It's mad that in the 90s they were so obsessed with gendering stuff that they even extended it to voice recorders. <laughs> I know. It's so stupid. 
We better call it a talk girl, otherwise girls aren't going to want to use it. I know, I know. Was it pink? It was pink with a purple microphone, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Exactly the same product. This is a talk yeah. girl. Yeah, yeah, go. it was probably way more expensive <laughs> as well, inevitably. Thank you. Finally, something for us. <clears throat> Hello, this is the president. <laughs> yeah. I have a girl. Man. <laughs> or, like, you can approach yourself backwards as well, and you could try and, like, figure out how to say things backwards. And say your name backwards. Uh-huh. I mean, my name backwards is Alokin, oh. but it could never, it never sounded right <laughs> when you reversed it. <laughs> Alokin, I was a lonely child obsessed with orphans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm alone right up your street. He's temporarily an orphan, right? He gets to live yeah. the orphan life for a little bit. Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't think he's living the orphan life. I'm not, just sorry to butt in here. I don't uh, think that's what I took yeah. from the film, that he's living the orphan life. God, it is. A bit, a bit. I don't think orphans get the house and have to protect it. I don't think that's part of your parents dying, is it? <laughs> your parents aren't there anymore. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you just got to fend for yourself. Oh, unfortunately, your parents have died, but don't worry, we're sending you to New York for a spending spree. Yeah, just you when you're right. <laughs> but it's like, I used to have a running joke in my 20s that I thought was really good, and I don't know if anyone else enjoyed it, where they were like, if we were like, we're going on a light out, and we're like, are we all ready? And I'm like, yeah, we are. And then I go, Kevin! And then I don't, <laughs> but I don't know if anyone really, like, really got into it. But I still like, yeah, I still, I still pull it out of the bag sometimes when it feels appropriate. <laughs> Kevin, I'd like that. Thanks. I think that was very cool. Thank I'd you. Laugh. Yeah. Here's here's the thing. Is it is question? You want this pie yeah. baked by an old Irish lady? Yeah. Any old right. Irish lady? Yeah. Because I guess it's just old Irish lady's duty to make apple pies for anyone who wants them. Yeah. What are you gonna do when you become? An old Irish lady. Dress like Brenda Fricker as the pigeon lady. Okay. And make pies for for young children, people. And adopt orphans, probably. Yes. And give them my pies. Okay. Now, I need to... Do you make a pie now? Have you started, like, training up to be an old Irish lady? Or do you, is there just something about being an old Irish lady? As soon as you hit a certain age, you're going to be like, I know, I've got to make a pie and I know exactly how. Well, I think what's going to happen to me is I look a bit like a child, but I think I'll look like a child until I'm 70 and then I'll look like an old woman. I'll never look like an adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's never going to happen. I'll just be really old suddenly. Um, but I do... I like baking, but then, you know, I've done Bake Off, which is very stressful. Which yeah. I thought would be really fun, and it's it's incredibly stressful, isn't it? Yeah, horrible. But you did quite well on it, didn't you? Um, and obviously, you're speaking to James Acaster. Don't worry, you can say you did well on it, bearing in mind James Acaster's in this conversation. Yeah, fine. So, 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 say, say you did well. Good on you. I didn't really do well. Well, I started off because um, I, I got really arrogant on it, and that I made this sponge. It came out of the oven looking like a perfect sponge from a museum of, like, this is what a sponge should look like. And then I forgot it was meant to be um, a Swiss roll, so I didn't roll it. And then I was like, oh, my God. And then I try, if you ever try to roll a cool sponge, it just breaks into loads of bits and it looks really sad. Yeah. And then those cameramen, they're trained for when you're going to screw up. Yeah. And they just turn to you and then you're like, but no, no. Is that a thing? Like when you see all the cameramen turn in your peripheral yeah. vision, you know that you've, that's how you know you fucked up. Yeah, completely. Mm-hmm. Or like they're trying to shoot in the oven and they're like, can you move for a second? And they're they're, they're, they're shooting your cake that's slowly sinking and you're like, this is so shameful. Yeah, the whole experience was, was very stressful. I made a Le- Liza Minnelli tribute cake. And then they cut out my best joke. I was really sad about yeah. it. Where they were like, 
my technical didn't go great and I was like but you know for the for the last one maybe this time I'll be lucky which is a reference to a song from Cadbury starring Liza Minnelli which is what the cake was about and they all went mm-hmm. okay and then didn't include it in the final episode I was like wow Liza is not gonna be happy about that and no. Paul Hollywood said it tasted musty and I was really offended <laughs> and then people say it to me all the time about my musty cake and I'm like that's pretty rude oh, so, oh does it does it follow you around does it your appearance on Bake Off <laughs> sorry to hear that a little bit Oh, man, I can't wait to do Bake Off and win it and rub it in James's stupid face. Yeah, well, the thing is, do you know the thing about Bake Off that people don't really talk about is they make you wear the same clothes for two days. So everyone mm-hmm. stinky stinks on the second day. James does that anyway. Well, so I, 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 I stinky stank <laughs> on the first day as well, so I was fine. <laughs> Didn't matter. <laughs> he absolutely frickered it on the first day. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I turned up full fricker. Walked in the tent and everyone was like, right, stay away from him. <laughs> Messed up all my bakes. Oh, great. Uh, I stinky stank on the first day. Oh. I did. Absolutely stinky stank. When I was on my way in, since we're showing photos in this episode, yes. um, I'm going to show a photo now. And, and no one can Google this either because it's not on the internet. When I, was, when I was going into my hotel on the night of after the first day of Bake Off, I was on my way up to my room. I was really knackered. And this drunk man was just standing in the corridor and he was looking at a painting and he just turned to me and went, mate, can you take a photo of me with this painting, please? I love this painting. I was like, yep. And then uh, I just took a photo of him on my phone and walked away. And he, and, and he, and he, 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 he was so drunk that he didn't even realise what had happened. He was really proud of it. Uh, oh there God. it is. There he is. Just That's the man. Of course, he's in full, he's full so, dicky bow. He's so happy. Yeah, he's, he's, got, he's got his jacket in his hand. Oh. He's pissed us absolutely <laughs> hammered. I'm just standing next to that. Oh, I love it. Oh, it's a absolutely beautiful moment. It. It, it was my phone background for quite a long time after that. <laughs> Didn't mind it. Right, I'm going to read your menu back to you now. Yes, thank you. See how you feel about it. I mean, it's a pretty strong menu. I I, I know that you're excited about it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we've ever had anyone who could be as excited because <laughs> this is some, some, of the, some of the stuff has been in your mind your whole life. Yeah. Still water to start with. Yeah. Poppadoms or bread. Maltese bread with olive oil, salt and balsamic vinegar. Mm-hmm. Starter, garlic crab claws in butter from Moran's. 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 Mm-hmm. Oyster Cottage, Galway. Main course. The Robbie Williams Stoke-on-Trent <laughs> Mystery Wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Side dish, bangerang Drink, basil margarita Dessert, a hot apple tart with ice cream Made by an old Irish woman Yes Amazing I would be so happy about that Oh my god mm-hmm. I mean I'd say it's an amazing menu The main course and the side I don't really know what they are or what they taste like They're insane, I lost it there Well I did, you think of, I did get locked out and lost my mind slightly, so that could have had an effect on the sort of middle ones, and then I kind of got, got back into it, so that could have a lot to do with it. But look, what are we going to do? But our main our main thing from this episode is we need to find out from Robbie Williams what was in the wrap that he ate in Stoke-on-Trent in the, yeah. in the 90s VHS, take that. Just for the listener, because there's going to be quite a lot of editing yes. in this episode, I think. I just want the listener to know, this has been a technical disaster from beginning to end. Yes. Mainly my fault. Um, we had... A gap of about 20 minutes where we had to sort Nicola's connection out again because she somehow pulled her microphone computer and headphones off the table and everything ran out of battery at exactly the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she locked herself out of her flat. Let's not forget that moment. Yeah. Uh, there was such a big delay on Nicola's uh, connection at one point that James made a joke and she laughed at it 10 minutes later. <laughs> 
But we very much enjoyed having you in the Dream Restaurant, Nicola. And it's it's good that you've actually used the Dream Restaurant for what it's for. You've you've asked to pull something from history, basically, that you couldn't get anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, look, we've we started doing redemption dinner parties. Undoubtedly, you're going to be invited on one of them because Yay. you've been an absolute yeah. disaster. So, um... <laughs> Thanks, Nicola. Thank you so much. <laughs> Well, there we have it. A wonderful episode with Nicola Cochran. We've started a mystery there as well, James, with the, the magical rap. Yeah, a mystery that um, we know that our dedicated listeners will be able to go out and find. They'll be, be able to solve that mystery, and we really appreciate it. Thanks in advance. Thank you in advance to Bleasdale and the gang. Yeah. And she did not say Papa John's garlic sauce, thank God. She said a lot of weird stuff, but she didn't say Papa John's garlic sauce. If she said Papa John's garlic sauce, we'd send Ribbon and Bleasdale round to... I'll be chuck about the restaurant, I guess. Yeah, a couple of street toughs. Our bouncers... They're the bouncers if, now. Yeah, I don't know if anyone knows this. They've always been the bouncers. Every time, yeah. uh, it, like Jade Adams, we had to kick her out the restaurant. It was Ribbon and Bleasdale had to do it. Ribbon and Bleasdale came in, grabbed her by the scruff of the neck, yeah. chucked her out. See you later. So, obviously, look, Nicola's in loads of stuff. Go and watch Dairy Girls. Go and watch Bridgerton. Uh, she did the Taskmaster New Year's Treat episode as well, one-off episode of Taskmaster, Fantastic. which is very, very good. She was great on that. You can go and check that out. Yeah, and she was a guest on your podcast, the Taskmaster podcast, if anyone wants to listen to that. Yes, if you're a fan of Taskmaster and you want to hear it deconstructed to the point, it's probably not fun anymore. Uh, then check out the Taskmaster podcast. We did all of Series 10, then we've gone back to the beginning, we're doing all the old episodes. Oh, you haven't done the best series yet? Not done, not done nine yet, no, uh, but uh, we'll get to that. Worst series, season, series nine, ah? full of dum-dums. No, S- series seven is the best. No, it's full of absolute dum-dums. Thickles, wall-to-wall best thickos, one. that's how that series is known. I can't fully deny that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> They're all great. That's what's good about the show, is it's all good stuff. Uh, so go listen to that. Keep listening to this. Check out our social media, at OffMenuOfficial, uh, on Instagram and Twitter, and OffMenuPodcast.co.uk on the internet. Yes. Oh, and my other podcast, Perfect Sounds, about the music of 2016. We talk about it so much, it becomes interesting. Ah, <laughs> you reconstruct it. Yes, the opposite of the Taskmaster podcast. I've been on that, haven't I, James? You have. You're on the bonus episode where we talked about Jeff Rosenstock's Worry album. And I'm trying to get Ed on for another special bonus episode as well. Fingers crossed. He's a tough guy to book. Yeah, I'm pretty busy at the moment. What with this? Exactly. Thank you very much for listening to the Off Menu podcast. We will see you again soon in the Dream Restaurant. Don't be a stranger. enjoyed this podcast can i interest you in a totally different podcast that's not about food and doesn't have james acaster or ed gamble but i would say is quite fun no thank you oh okay not to worry if you change your mind at a later date yeah it's called nobody panic right um, it's hosted by me tessa Coates, and my friend stevie martin which is weirdly me <laughs> <laughs> And we tackle all kinds of how-tos, from big things to small things. How to stop saying sorry, how to poo, how to break up with someone, how to quit your job, how to relax, how to have a conversation, how to deal with unrequited love. A smorgasbord of things. Absolutely. We have a nice time. People seem to like it. If you like, 
you can come and see what all the fuss is about. All that fuss. What's it, what's it called? Nobody panic. You can find it on all of the podcast apps that you would imagine it would be on. Please have a listen. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, it's Rob Orton here. Now, I've got a podcast called the Rob Orton Daily Podcast. It's a short poem or story or amusing on a particular subject every single day. What if you commissioned Picasso to paint your house and you just painted it white? Would you be annoyed? Wouldn't it be good if you could pour Miracle Grow onto other things, such as pizzas? Have you ever thought about what a beach might be like if it was made from digestive biscuits? Have you ever tried to cry about something you're not thinking about? If you would like to listen to a daily podcast that includes subjects I've mentioned there, then please listen to the Rob Orton Daily Podcast.